0: Welcome to the Power Block Fitness Podcast. My name is Jason Lindsay.
1: And my name is Kitty Truax.
0: It sure is Kitty Truax. It might not be your birth name, but it is your name now, and we like it.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I like it, too. I'll keep it.
0: Kristen Marie Truax. Is that right?
1: Kristen Marie. Well, Close enough. I'll give it to you. Kristen Marie Cole. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Duh. Yeah. Speaking of that, what's your dude's name? Truax. Is, is, is it husband? Yes. But you say partner sometimes. I is do. that a thing? What's the deal with that? I hear. I that. just
1: call him my partner just because it it covers the whole spectrum.
0: How long have you been married? It's eight years. I know nothing about marriage and I never will. So let me ask you this: In eight years, that's a long that's a long enough time. Yeah. Is it like? Is it? Do you have spats? Does, what what happens in marriages? Is it like?
1: It's the most difficult job I've ever had, <laughs> and I'll be the first one to say it, and I'll say it again. I love it, but Dude. it's also really rewarding.
0: So. We'll skip past that part. Sure. But let me <laughs> But let me ask you this: on so two years in, yep, because you're not selling it now. Mm. I'm not getting any sales pitch. Two years in, would you have been? Would there have been a sales pitch like for people that haven't walked walked that plank?
1: No, it's it's if it's for you, it's for you. Okay. I didn't think it was for me back right. in the day. All right. Uh, so you've never you've get never get been
0: somebody that was like, oh, I'm getting married. You should get everybody should get married. That no, kid, no okay. not
1: like people with kids where it's like, you, oh my god, it's the best thing I ever did. You should do it. You don't know what it's like until you do it. I'm like, no, oh,
0: screw that. I think you should do the rest of the show in that voice. That's really? I like. Yeah, you think so? No, I, that's that's good <laughs> because that's how they sound. I don't have to hear it because they usually Great say impression. it to women. You know, they're not. I'm not getting it from. Dudes, aren't, dudes are less likely to go, oh, yeah, I have kids. I mean, and I've had male friends. I've
1: heard quite a few men say that. Yes. But, but they're, they're also speaking to me, a woman.
0: Yeah. No, and I've had, I've even had friends say it, but not in that way. You know, it's just, I mean.
1: Oh, my God, l- you shouldn't have a kid like yeah, that. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess another way of saying it is I haven't had friends go, God, I wish I didn't do this.
1: <laughs> oh, I've <laughs> had friends say that, too. Really? Oh, yeah.
0: Well, Absolutely. Now, that's a conversation I'd love to have.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, extremely candid. Do
0: you know reasons why? Why? Because too much work?
1: Not too much work. That the the personality of the child and the mother oh. are so clashing
0: oh, yeah. that she
1: doesn't even know what to, she doesn't know how to wrangle in her child. Is he just a terror? She. She's a terror? I mean, I wouldn't call it a terror, but it's just like the, they haven't figured out how to work with her personality. She's angry. She gets mad. She throws things. She oh yeah, be, like very temper. I got a friend driven. that's
0: got a kid. I think that had similar issues. You know, and they're yeah. trying
1: to. You know, they're trying to open up her yes. language.
0: Yes. And and when people say, "Why well, don't you have kids?" I said, "Because that's the kid I'm going to get, and that's not going to be good."
1: And I will. I, would, I will absolutely piggyback you on that yeah. because I have heard stories of my husband partner when he was a kid, and I don't want. I don't want that kid. No. And I'm afraid. Of,
0: oh, <laughs> I'm afraid yeah. of raising
1: my husband. Was well,
0: he like an ADD kid running around? <laughs> he doing...
1: was a very. He was one of those kids where, when the family went on vacation, he would cause. Uh, he would throw a tantrum and he'd be like, "Mom, drop me off at the golf course."
2: Oh. And they
1: would drop him off at the golf course just to get rid of him because he was such a moody attitudey. And now he's with me, so.
0: I'm just glad that we worked golf into this without me doing C- it. So the. Wow. So yeah, my nephews, I would. I mean, I, same idea. I, I was talking about it. Let me ask you this, and then we got to get on to Rich Thaw. To Rich Thaw, who probably has kids. I know he does have kids. We're going to ask him yes. about that. Have you played golf with a thirteen-year-old? I have not. Okay.
1: There... Wait. Pause. Yes, I have. All he right. was on his phone the whole time. All right. But go ahead. Well, I
0: just my thirteen-year-old nephew has never once said nice shot, and I do hit occasionally a nice shot. And he just, he's not, I just, I Have you taught him the etiquette? Does he know? Well, it depends on what you mean by teach, because I, I, you'd have to bleep this, but hey, Colby, do you ever blah, 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 say, no, I mean, I bring it up. I don't, that kid, I mean, I, I, like, the last time I played, I go, do you, when you play these varsity, he just just finished varsity golf, seventh grader. So he's playing with older kids. He's not great. You know, he shoots like 45 to 50 on nine holes. So he's one of the, you know, because he's only in seventh grade hopefully he continues and he becomes really good but he plays with seniors and juniors and sophomores and i'm like "Is anybody saying nice shot and he, he makes it sound like no but really? i just can't i it's been 30 years since i played high school golf but i'm pretty sure i, I said nice I didn't shot think sportsmanship went away i yeah i don't know okay i i just you know oh another thing tell me He's never said thank you i pay for his golf i buy him food no. also
1: my 13 year old didn't say thank you either
0: never said thank you for never never said thank you unless it's Christmas and his mom or dad say what do you say is that that's parenting they'll never listen to this hopefully that's got to be parenting but if they
1: do I hope that they listen to you
0: well no gratitude's huge who listens to me all right should we get him on the phone hopefully our
1: listeners rich thaw
0: and we'll be right back with rich thaw you're listening to the power block fitness podcast recorded live at power block headquarters in burnsville minnesota We would like to take a brief moment to remind you that some, but not all of our guests, have been provided with PowerBlock product in exchange for honest and unbiased reviews. And now, let's get back to the podcast. And we're back and delighted to be here with...
1: Rich Thaw.
0: A Canadian. Yeah, eh? Eh? (laughs) And I'm going to go out on a limb and guess Rich is a hockey fan. How you doing, Rich?
2: I'm fantastic, absolutely. I'm a hockey fan. I am pro the best team hockey fan.
0: So Rich Thaw, Rich Thaw, if let's start with this, well, I always like to ask people where they're, where they're talking to us from, where are you standing, what country what I'm
2: standing in Montreal, Canada.
0: Heard of it. Yeah. And is that where you're from?
2: Absolutely. Born and raised. Born Do you, s- and raised. Do you speak French? I do. Yes. Uh, that was part of the curriculum growing up that's like English and French. So it was kind of – and also so playing hockey growing up. That's kind of, I kind of picked it up. I was like the token English guy on the French traveling team. So I picked it up pretty quickly at a young age.
0: So, okay. So that if you grew up in Montreal and – did you go to public school? Uh, yeah, like, that, I did, Well, that's what yeah. we call it. I don't know if <laughs> – and so everybody gets French – it's part of the curriculum. I didn't know that. I, I makes sense in, mm-hmm. in that city.
1: French-Canadian. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Exactly,
2: yeah. yeah, it's fun.
0: And Rich Thaw, if somebody in Montreal runs into you on the street and says, what do you do for a living, what do you tell them?
2: The layman's persons, I say a personal trainer. or I'll usually start off with a personal trainer, but I like to call myself a human performance specialist because it's when you say personal trainer, what often comes to mind, and I kind of poll a lot of my clients and close friends, it comes to mind like the the guy that's at a big box gym that kind of just counts your reps. It's a glorified rep counter or glorified cheerleader. And I believe it's become much more. It is, as you've definitely understood now by speaking to all these amazing professionals you've had on the podcast, that it's much more than the sets and reps. It's the, it's the relationships that you build with the clients. It's the trust that you cultivate with your clients. It is the science behind getting them stronger and faster and just importantly, making them feel better about themselves whether that involves some sort of injury preventive tactics or what's called, a rehabilitative approach to the lifting, to the training, And more importantly, the connections that you can build to kind of outsource your shortcomings. So I don't try to be a jack-of-all-trades. I know what my lane is, and I try and make use of the connections and the people that I do work with to be able to give them the best of what they need. So sometimes it's not always me. So that's why I'm saying that he would form a human form specialist because I, I like to think sometimes that I help the other people, people who I have the opportunity to work with, perform at their back.
0: No, that makes sense. You know, I dig do, it. Do you, well, do you ever use? I've often said, and I've never liked the term personal trainer. It's been probably ten, fifteen years since I've not preferred that term. I'm not a trainer. But for people that do that, unless that's all they do, I've said trainers count reps, coaches change lives. Now, you use human performance specialist, mm-hmm. which I, I do like, but I, and I, maybe it's – I don't want to – well, do you ever use the word coach?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, actually, a lot of people call me coach. Not – I mean, I just kind of – so that started off on Instagram. I was like, hey, Coach Rich Shaw, it's very clear what I do. Not, not personal yeah. trainer Rich Shaw, Coach Rich Stahl. So, he's like, hey, coach. Like, I'm I just kind of stuck. Like I didn't mean for it to be that way, but it's fine. I, I definitely call myself a coach as well.
1: Do you want to repeat that for everybody so they can find you? That's, yeah. your, oh, that's yeah. your handle: Coach
2: underscore Richthof.
1: Awesome.
2: Or, or as Instagram does, it's a Coach space Richthof, but like it, it's Coach Richthof. But yeah, so the the reason I do that, I call I call myself a personal trainer, is because it's very easy, very cut and dry for people to understand. And right. then if I could, if I see that there there's sparked interest, then we could dive deeper down the conversation. But for a lot of us, like, so you think personal trainer, you automatically think of a certain type of person without me drawing any conclusions. And then based on the questions you ask later, can gauge a level of interest. Because let's be honest, in this industry, whether you go to a party or you go, like, talk to a a neighbor, like, they have, they'll tell you, like, oh, here's my workout plan. What do you think? Or here's, like, my meal plan. Like, tell me how to eat better. And it's like, well, is this a conversation I really want to dive down into? Is this person serious or just like, are they serious about Skimming the taking surface. action? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are they serious about taking action on the suggestions or is this going to be like a blind conversation where they're kind of affirming their beliefs that they read through Yahoo or Instagram or whatever it is? So I start off on the surface and I dive deeper depending on how interested the person yeah. really is.
0: Yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. I'm guessing most of the time it's the latter, but yeah. just a prediction. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> just a prediction. Yeah. Did you always know that you wanted to be a, a coach, a personal trainer, a human performance specialist, Rich? Did you always know that? I
2: actually wanted to be a veterinarian for a long time.
1: Really? Yeah,
2: I, I, I mean, I love animals. And then the schooling was just, like, unrealistic. And am like, this has been working for me. <laughs> I want to be in school for so long. And I've, I kind of fell into training. I started playing hockey myself. Actually, I've played hockey myself since I was born before I can remember it, to be honest because Canada I, and then I, I found one summer I was like wow I'm getting really good following this training program and then I wanted to understand why so I read more and more oh. about it and I found myself just as interested in into the why as I was into the how like how I got better and then I was like hey like the next year all my buddies saw how much I improved I was like hey yeah come to the gym with me I'll show you what I'm doing like just thinking it worked well for them and I kind of developed more and more and more of a passion for it as I went down that road so, kind of. So, you have to answer your question, kind of?
1: Uh, kind also, of. Yes. I'll take that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's, do you, I don't think you covered it. Where do you, are you employed at a business? Who do you work for?
2: I work for myself. I work for oh, Empower wow. Fitness and Sports Training.
0: God. Do okay. tell. So, talk about that then. When you're working for yourself, does that mean you, you travel from your home to people's homes or they come to you or?
2: Yeah. So, they, they come to me, they come to Empower Fitness and Sports Training or Empower Fast. For short and currently it is a whopping 480 square feet of state-of-the-art training facility. And by state-of-the-art, I mean it's just basic stuff that you need. I got two power block dumbbells, fantastic for space. Not Much even heard of them? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a pretty decent company, but not even a plug. Like they're, 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 they're. I mean, I, I'm obviously. So, but, but I don't mean it as a plug. I mean they're fantastic for the square footage. and just work. Phenomenally, they're resilient. They're so a squat rack and then barbells in place and stuff like that. So, so pretty much I, I'm very well set up where I need to. Like I have a tire to run outside. Think of it like an athletic-based training facility with a corrective approach. That's, wow. that's where Empower is right now. Yeah.
1: And how would, I, how would I find that? What's the website,
2: Rich? So the, the website is empowerfast.com. Spelled E-M-P-W-R, fast, F-A-S-T, dot com. Brevity,
0: awesome thank brevity. you yeah. rich let me ask you this question maybe kind of an odd one but so being a being a Canadian being coaching training human performance in Canada well actually I almost have to ask this first have you been have you spent time in the United States
2: Oh, that's so I did my internship with this guy named Mike yeah he's yeah, he's, he's something he's a pretty big no actually he's a phenomenal phenomenal German phenomenal man. As a mentorship with him in 2009, with a bunch of other strength coaches who are very well off in the field right now, and I pretty much built my career off of that. Like that, that that was. So if anybody says like, "What kind of system do you run?" like I'm a Boyle's guy.
0: Okay, well then this might be this might then the next question might have already been answered. Do you notice any difference in ca- in Canadian training, coaching, working out compared to the United States? Are there any any oh, trends? Totally. Anything that
2: you can really? tell what kind of yeah so you can just by talking to someone or or moreover just by looking at like a quick scroll through their feed you can kind of see what kind of camp they're in and by camp i mean like are they more of like a sports performance guy are they more of like a powerlifter guy are they like what are their biases what kind of stuff do they love like are, are they married to the barbell or one exercise or one tool or are they very much like hey whatever works and you can kind of tell that way but one thing that I'm not too fond of, and it's definitely changing, very, very much so over the years, is that people don't like to travel, especially from like Canada and Montreal. There's a few and far between, and like the ones who like to travel to the States, you can tell because they're like ahead above the rest in terms of knowledge and experience and impact. But uh, there are ones who are like, oh yeah, all you need is in Quebec, it's like, uh, but so, so yeah. (laughs) So
1: So the training is different. From totally. Canada to the United States totally. now I actually want to backtrack a little bit I heard you were on TV yeah like you did Montreal breakfast breakfast Montreal breakfast television is that right yeah yeah breakfast television. tell so, me about that yeah. a little bit what was your what was your role on that show so I was the resident performance
2: consultant so I finished I went on every two weeks for about five years and it was just under five years actually and I would talk about essentially anything I wanted, which is phenomenal. So they, so they kind of gave me the script based off of the, the current happenings in the news. So for example, like playoffs or skiing or running season or biking or whatever they had in the news that day. So I would kind of like give them an, they would kind of give me an idea. And then they got to the point like, Hey, listen, you're doing a phenomenal job at this. Just take the reins yourself. We'll give you a go, no go, obviously, but like just go. And then very oftentimes I would talk to the, the host when I'm there, he's like, hey, can we talk about that today instead? I'm like, okay, cool. So we just wing it most of the times. And I say nine times out of ten, it was, went phenomenally. And there's that not one odd time. I was like, oof, that need improvement. But it was a phenomenal learning experience to be able to speak on a speak much more clearly to people and just slow down sometimes. But just as importantly, to be able to make my points directed to the audience that is the TV network, which isn't necessarily the same audience that I'd have, like at a, at the training facility, for example.
1: Yeah, that had to, you know, that had to bring you out of the, the hockey arena, so to speak. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, to yeah. to touch a whole bunch of different people, like you said, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Thank you. A lot of fun,
0: Rich. Did, on that TV show, and now as a coach, human performance specialist, trainer, how often do you talk about carbs?
2: I try to avoid the conversation. There's this <laughs> negative smart. Yeah, it's just it's just it, it's a it's a rabbit hole leads to nowhere. Everyone has their own opinion it's fine, then just do it. Like in the conversation I'm just like do it. Well said. You? I don't I don't really care. Does it make you happy. If you feel great, if you don't feel great then change it, then do something different. If you feel great then keep what you're doing. Like <laughs> it always yeah. boils down to that. Because everyone can always have their own opinion. Oh, I did my research. I read from so-and-so, or this person, this scientifically-backed study that came out 12 years ago. I don't care. Like, it, 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 on, right. At the end of the day, it, it boils back to have what you've been doing getting your results. No, then do something yeah. different. You don't want something different? Fine, then just keep being happy. Then that's <laughs> why we're we still talking about this.
0: Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. No, that, that's great. So, Rich, at, the, at your Empower... At your uh, 480 square feet of awesomeness, Whopping awesomeness. I would imagine, <laughs> yes. The uh, that is pretty small. I was in 900 square feet of, of a guy, you know, it sounds similar to you in, in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, wow. And, but the difference was he was, and this is where I'm going with this, he was doing small group, so he was you know, obviously struggling in 900 square feet to pull off small group. You can't do two at the same time, and, and mm-hmm. small group was four, four, four people. Yeah. So you know one one coach for four clients, and so I went up there and basically told him to knock down the wall and make a bigger space. I'm okay. not telling you to do that. You can do what you want, but for but my <laughs> I, it's, it's probably the answer. To the question is, you don't do you do small group? You probably can't. So you're are you just kind of a one-on-one person?
2: Oh no, not at all. So I have 480 square feet of like lifting space, but I go outside okay. a lot. So we do oh, of, like stuff. nice. So we do our like prep work, our warm up, our activation, whatever you want to label that. I do our prep work in the um training space in the 480 square feet and then from there we kind of take it outside to do some like wake up the body type drills i call them like neural activation drills and then some change of direction stuff some jumps and throws all outside all against like a concrete wall so i have some extra space i just don't it's just outside outside so if you if you if you creep my instagram feed you <laughs> know if, if, if you go in the feed you'll kind of see like i'll use the corner as a curved sprint. So I started doing that with the hockey guys and girls now. Mm. I started to introduce some curved sprinting, curved 10-yard sprint. So I use like an actual curve of a street. That's already done for me. So I'm kind of getting creative wow. with the space. But the lift right. is isn't the what you got. In that space. Yeah, exactly.
1: Make it work.
2: Yeah. yeah so no,
0: that, that, I do do that's awesome. No, that's perfect. That's That answers the question. That makes sense. So you have in... And even in in Montreal, that I'm guessing even the winter you can do outside, right? The climate's not as bad as Minneapolis. It's
2: it's the same thing, actually. It's it, it's very very. I mean, minus the whole Fahrenheit Celsius thing. But it's it's very. The I'd say probably the wind here is worse, but the snow is worse down by you. Yeah. Actually, no, sorry. In Boston, it's terrible. I know the snow's ridiculous in Boston, but up it's up, wicked. Up, up near me, it's like not Yeah, it's <laughs> it's wicked, wicked. So, but yeah. That was it.
1: Uh, One thing I actually so I did some deep diving on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. It was very, very awesome. And I saw that you you use ducks fly together a lot. And it kind of hit my heart, right? Mighty Ducks from Minnesota. Quack, quack. And I wanted to talk about your team because, you know, ducks fly together. And I wanted to ask you, how do you keep your team, your small groups, your your hockey squad? How do you keep them connected? And how do you maintain that within them that that ducks fly together? I want to show up for my team type of mentality
2: that's that's a phenomenal question thank you for uh, thank you for you're welcome thank you i i've been i've been trying to plug that a little bit kind of behind the scenes just poking every now and then and that's what i want it to be that i kind of want to inception everybody to look after each other because Mm -hmm. they can because so there was a really really smart researcher gregory bateson and this guy he realized with dolphins mind you he realized that dolphins will get sick they get upset They get miserable, depressed, like almost even to the point where they wouldn't want to eat, like like, like try to kill themselves, essentially, because they didn't have a warm relationship with their trainer, with their environment, with their peers. But once they realized these dolphins, once they realized that they had a warm relationship, that they had connectedness and relatedness with their peers, with their trainer, they would do anything, all because they realized that there's somebody waiting for them on the other side no matter what they went through. So I try to create that sense of environment within Empower from day one. And one thing that really resonated with all hockey players, I mean, me also, I'm a 90s kid, grew up playing hockey, like <laughs> and Minnesota, like you said, like like muddy ducks, like ducks fly together. Right. So when I say that, it's kind of like a siren song, kind of like our, our, our call. So the, I got if, it. If you know, it's one of those, if you know, you know. You know how much, and if you don't, I'll be happy to explain to you. So I have a couple little, like, little sayings and I, I keep reiterating it whether it's that verbatim or if i say hey like listen i need you to help me to look after these kids like i i only have two eyes but you you have two more eyes than me so i need you to captain them you're the vet here so i, I do that quite often within these semi-private groups and even with people individually like hey listen like you're experienced here when they happen to train with somebody else like can you help me look, keep an eye out and they happen to do something, yeah. like, and that's, that's exactly within the training session. So, so something that happened today, which was really cool. One of the older women that I trained, she's forty-seven years old. She's not an athlete. She's like to train like one. She saw one of the younger girls that she happened to train doing something not not terrible, but like okay. I-, I was about to correct it, and she jumped in, and she like, oh so sorry, sorry. Is that okay? I'm like that was phenomenal. Absolutely, you could do that, and more importantly to me, that the other person, the other young athlete, was okay with it. So that just shows that nice. this is a great... Like, the, everything is being like cultivated exactly the way it wants to without being
1: pushy about it.
2: I'm allowing their, their space to be held for people to feel comfortable enough to do that with themselves. And this is happening every Yeah, day.
1: they're showing up for each other. Quack, exactly. quack, I got your back kind of there thing. There
2: you go. Exactly. I that's, like it. So yeah, so that's what it is.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I got another question for you about... You have two boys? Is that right? Two boys? I, I have one boy. One boy. You have Brody and yeah. Riley. Is that correct? Oh, ride
2: my, do- my dog
1: ride my dog. off oh one boy and one dog. Sorry, I saw Brody hey, and Riley. Dogs are family too. too. Dogs yeah, Dogs yeah, are family yeah. too. Is Brody training to be in hockey by chance?
2: Brody Brody's three. So Brody does whatever he wants to do. Brody Got loves it. biking, because I, I love mountain biking, kind of a release for me. So Brody and I go to the skate park every now and then, but he's three, so he still has training wheels on. I just bought him a pair of rollerblades. Probably a little bit premature to buy him blades, but I was like, I was excited. From Minnesota. Yeah, Rollerblade. Yeah, actually, I bought him power blades. But the... Yeah, so so if he plays hockey, fantastic. I'm so happy about it. If he doesn't, that's okay, too. As long as he's really happy about what he does. I definitely want to try and be, uh, push him towards hockey because of everything that hockey gave me. But at the same time, if he doesn't like it, that's that's fine. As long as it's not football, I'm okay with that. So,
0: oh, okay. Oh, so, okay. So hey Rich, the one of the early scenes in Mighty Ducks when if you remember the scene when well the with the coach played uh, played by Emilio Estevez pulls up in that limo to the kids on the I I live 6 blocks from that ice rink. Well, it's not an ice it's a park, but they yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Is that your claim to fame? That's Jason? my
0: claim to fame. That's all I've got. <laughs> I don't have much more.
2: You're pretty much <laughs> a big deal right now, Jason. <laughs> I was,
1: he is. I've
0: uh I have been to Canada though. No, I haven't been to Montreal. Someday. So, Rich, let me ask you this: the have you ever ran into a situation where, like a, cl- a potential client, says they don't want to be they don't want to like join your your deal until they get in better shape? Has that ever been a conversation you've had?
2: <laughs> yeah, all the time, <laughs> all the time. And,
0: and the reason uh. I bring it up is it's similar to gym owners who I've dealt with a lot in my life that say, you know, I've and I've been on that side of owning a gym. I don't want to join until I get in better shape. And it's such a you know when you're when you're on our side of that deal, it's like oh my god, really? How do you handle that that
1: that situation? I love that question.
2: Ah, that's a, that's a great question. Usually, I don't. I I I I, I poke back. I, I do one small poke back, and then I leave it there. That that I say, hey, okay, what are you doing now? What did you do today to get yourself in that shape? To get yourself in that shape, yeah, yeah. That uh, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. By the way, what does in shape mean to you? Like, yeah, is well, it clearly sure. defined? Like, yep, it, if yep. it's not defined, then what are you chasing? You're chasing a, a, a move, a moving target, and then like you're gonna fail. And then they're gonna then then I mean deep, diving deeper into the psychology of it, like, and then if they fail, then therefore they are a failure. Then therefore they will yeah. never change. Then therefore, mm-hmm. like, insert they hate exercise. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: You know, it's. It, and, I, and I want to make this clearing for any listeners that are in that situation. The reason that we're kind of chuckling or rolling our eyes at it or whatever is because, it, I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. But in their head, it's an intimidation thing. Is is my guess that. a lot of it? Yeah, it's yeah, an anxiety. Sure. They don't want to so, get out of their comfort zone. It's so scary. it's mm-hmm. what I used to say. The gym is. You know, I'd ask why. You know, what what what? You know, wait until you're in better shape. Yeah, just you know, jump I, right in. I,
2: the water. The water's I think a lot warm. of is about uh yeah, the water's Yeah, the water is definitely warmer than you think. I think a lot of it is them feeling safe within the space, or like the yeah. place come, coming yes. across as a safe space for them to be themselves or be their unfit selves. So more often they don't want to be. They come. don't want to
0: be embarrassed. They don't. don't yeah, right? like, no want to be embarrassed, right? Like even by even by Coach Rich Thaw, they don't want. They don't want to look stupid <laughs> in front of the coach. Yeah, they don't and want to look goofy. You know, it's like come on. Yeah. You know, it's
2: so, so. What I usually say is, hey, come with a friend. Like. Come with a friend. Left there you go. Right oh, Accountability. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And then the friend kind of dials that. down the seriousness, the intenseness, and makes it fun all of a sudden. It's less formal.
1: That's less intimidating.
2: To start. Yeah, exactly. That's the right word. That's what we're looking for. Thank you.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. It's been a pleasure <laughs> to speak to you, Rich Thaw. Oh, thank uh, you. I got like one that. more one more question to end on. Yeah, sure. I would love to know, do you have any sage advice or a mantra that you would give to to people listening out there or something that you've carried with you for your whole career that's really helped you?
2: I wouldn't say, Okay, so as of the last couple of years, I have been saying to myself, and I put this up every now and then, chop wood, carry water. And now that mm. is a, something called a Zen Koan, or Koan. And a Koan is a, is a story with no definitive meaning. It's up for interpretation, by you, which is what, what I find so cool about it. And the, the full... Koan, the full quote, goes before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So the way I interpret that is do the thing, focus on the task, be involved, and do your best at that task, and then move on. Don't dwell on it, just do it, do a good job, and move. Like, there's so many things that you can stress and worry about within your health, within training, within your business, within your personal life. But there's only so many things you can worry about. Like you've only focused on one task, do a good job, and then that's it. And then if it's meant to work out, it'll work out. And if it's not meant to work out, it won't work out. But at least you know you did your best. And then spending this extra time worrying or doing whatever it is that you're, that's your that's delaying you from moving on to the next thing, it's, it's, not, it's not productive.
1: So do the best 100% plan, move on. Chop wood, carry water. That's
0: it. Chop wood, carry water. I like water. that you can interpret it any way you want. Yeah, I dig, dig that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Rich, Rich Thaw. Hey, we appreciate your time. Thanks. We we want people to find you on Instagram at Coach
1: underscore right. Rich Thaw. Yeah, you got yeah. a website yeah. too.
0: I'm sure. Yeah. I know if you Google Rich Thaw, you'll find him. Yeah, I found him. Don't Google Rich Thaw Frozen, even though he lives in Canada. Uh, Rich Thaw, the come thaw. on! <laughs> the, the Thaw, thaw.
2: yeah, so, <laughs> right? No,
1: Dan's dude. shaking his head over <laughs>
0: here.
2: I didn't, I, I didn't even, I didn't even attempt to watch that movie. Looks so stupid. Don't even, don't
0: do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> Probably a good decision on your end. Hey, we'll we'll get you on again sometime, Rich. You know, and ask you some other questions about about stuff, but uh, related to health and fitness. But it's been awesome, man.
1: Thank Have you. If you so ever in Minnesota again.
2: You. Oh, absolutely. Let us know. I will definitely look you up.
1: Thank you so much for having me. See ya. Thank you, Rich. Quack, <clears throat> quack, I got your back. So
0: the, uh, so what was the uh, chop wood, carry water?
1: Well, my interpretation of that right away, as he said, was before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Mm. You're going to get to enlightenment by doing the same thing that mm. led you to enlightenment. Why would you stop doing that? All right.
0: No, that's good. That's like how, I,
1: how would you interpret
0: Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10.
1: Did you just pull that out? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of thin air.
0: Yeah, I know, so my, is (laughs) a my. Dan's shaking his head again. True story, my nephew who's a 12 now, when he was like 10 or eight, I don't know, a few years ago, you know, going in church, and he's like, had to ask a, a family member what their favorite Bible verse was, and he picks me. He chose you. And I'm like, well, I only know one that's, and I can't, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's, it's basically essentially whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability Got it. because you're going to be dead someday. And that's literally the, the verse.
1: Well, and I heard be present for everything yeah. that you're doing. If you're yeah. cutting wood, cut wood. If you're carrying water, yeah. carry water and be there while you do it.
0: Yeah. Word Which up.
1: that's what we're always talking about, you know, being present to the muscles and intention.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So that was cool. You know, rich. You know, we learned we didn't know before if he actually worked with general population. He does. He does. I think we could have him back on and ask more questions about that. But what I took from that, if I'm a listener, and I'm always thinking of our listeners who, you know, some might listen to this for entertainment, <laughs> a grain of salt. But you know, th- entertaining the, the, the people that are listening for yes, th- yeah. Oh gosh, I got to remember to do that. Thank you, Dan. Might have to have you help me with that. The people that are listening for like, hey, what, what kind of nuggets can I get? You know, I think he offered up some some pretty good stuff there.
1: Absolutely. Don't, don't you? Yes. one hundred. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed how he was talking about the accountability and the showing up. I I really thought that the way he put a team together, you know, maintain it was good. I,
0: I did we have we on our more than dumbbells, Have we talked about working out alone versus a partner, we did the gym thing, but
1: We kind of sort of did. We can probably deep dive more into that this week if Cause you want I, to.
0: Cuz I got I mean there's there's and Solo I, versus I don't want to I don't want to trample on his whatever cuz I don't disagree with it, but there are some caveats there and, you know, from a, I always come at it from a personality standpoint. But anyway, cool. You got anything you want to add there? True no, X? I think
1: I'm good. I, I really enjoyed Rich Thaw. I'm looking so, forward to speaking to him again.
0: We've got something super cool. Super cool. Yeah. You want a free workout shirt? Anybody listening? It's kind of a dry fit. You have one, I right? I do.
1: I actually, on our TikTok, just made it into a crop shirt. I've, oh,
0: check out our TikTok. and TikTok. you can see it. It's got power block on the front. There's gray. There's black. I think we're just doing gray. So you're going to forget the black. It's here. a great shirt. You can get a free one. And it's really simple. You email podcast at powerblock.com, and you, in the email, you don't have to be long-winded, but you have to tell us what your favorite podcast episode is and why. That's all you got to do.
1: I just so
0: Just so we're clear, I'll probably give you a sure shirt if it says, they all suck, because you, you guys suck. <laughs> I Okay, I guess that's not really answering the question, but kind of. But we would prefer, like, hey, I really like this episode with so-and-so. Uh, and here's why.
1: I hope that they get a hold of you. Yeah, Our podcast at powerblock.com. Yeah, it comes my inbox. I really like my shirt. I'm actually, I was going to ask you for another one. So, yay!
0: I can make that happen. Yes. Thanks for having me, Kitty. Thank you, Thanks, Jason. Thanks, listeners. See you next week. Yes, and subscribe, good night, Mr. support, Felton, share wherever you are.